Thank you for downloading this podcast from Pardes, North America. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Rabbi Dr. Alicia N. Selovitz on Parashat Tzav. To get the latest episode of Pardes from Jerusalem, please visit us at elmod.pardes.org. And now, here is Rabbi Dr. Alicia N. Selovitz. Here we are, once again, taking out time to learn Torah. And one of the reasons that we make time to learn Torah, such as to learn the weekly parasha, is to find inspiration. Yet, we sometimes seek too much inspiration, something that will offer us great hope or something that will remind us of the heroic potential to overcome our everyday limitations. Fortunately, this week's Torah portion, Parshat Tzav, reminds us of a better way to find inspiration. Parshat Tzav reminds us that the best way to find inspiration, to find hope, or to remember our potential, is to do these almost by the by, almost incidentally. A quick scan of Parsha Sav shows this. In Vayikra, Perikvav, Pasuk Gimel, Vayikra 6.3, a priest is expected to wear expensive linen clothes when cleaning the altar every morning from the ashes, Hadeshen, the ashes from the previous day and night's burning of the sacrifices. The priest shall dress in linen clothing with linen breeches next to his body and he shall take up the ashes raise up the ashes, to which the fire has reduce, reduced the burnt offering on the altar and place them beside the altar. At first glance, this seems to be an onerous demand. The priest has to clear the ashes and yet has to keep his linen uniform clean. We will return to this, but first let's continue through some more examples from the Parsha. In Vayikra, Perik Vav, Sukim Yutet to Yutet, or Leviticus 6, 18 to 19, a person who offers a sin offering, a korban chatat, leaves much of the animal for the sacrificing priest, the sacrificing Kohen, to eat. Although a fully burnt type of sacrifice, a korban olah, does exist in the Torah, a heavy demand is seemingly placed on atoning sinners. He or she, the atoning sinner, is seemingly not offered the emotional opportunity to offer a whole sacrifice purely to God. To quote, from Psukim Yudchet and Yutet 18 and 19. This is the ritual of the sin offering. The priest who offers it 
as a sin offering, shall eat of it. Similarly, in Vayikra, Perik Zayin, Psukim Vav Tezayin, in Leviticus 7, 6-7, a guilt offering, that was a sin offering, now a guilt offering, a Korban Hashem, is compared to a sin offering, to a Korban Chatat, and the sacrificing priest, the Kohen, eats of this sacrifice too. In fact, Vayikra, Zayin Chet, 7-8, the next verse, points out further that the sacrificing priest also gets the animal skin. The males in the priestly line may eat of it. The guilt offering is like the sin offering. The same rule applies to both. So too, the priest who offers a man's burnt offering shall keep the skin of the burnt offering that he offered. So we have one rule, which is that a priest who cleans, Kohen, who cleans the Mizbech's ashes, must somehow wear linen garments and keep them clean. And then we have another law, which is that a person who comes to atone, whether it's a sin offering or a guilt offering, a Korban Chatat or Korban Hasham, has to offer some of it to the Kohen to eat instead of, all, instead of offering it all to God for atonement. Then, Vayikra, Perek Zayin, Pasuk Chav Gimel, Leviticus 7, 23, points out that any time one eats meat, one must forgo the fat, the chalev, of the animal. You shall eat no fat of ox or sheep or goat. To wit, although meat is expensive, one must forgo the nutritionally important, calorie-rich, vitamin D-rich, and choline-rich fat. In fact, Vayikra, in Perik Zayin, Sukim Gimel, and Hay, and in Pasuk Lamed Aleph, Leviticus 7, in verses 3, 5, and 31, commands one to burn the fat of all sacrificial animals in the altar's fire, in the fire of the Mizbeach. All its fat shall be offered. The priest shall turn them into smoke on the altar. The priest shall turn the fat into smoke on the altar. In other words, even though the fat is a worth calorie-wise and even nutrition-wise worthwhile food that either I could eat if I'm offering it as a sinner or I could offer it to the Kohen to eat if I'm already offering the Kohen the meat. Nobody eats the fat. It's thrown on the fire of the altar, of the Mizbeach. 
Now, throwing fat on a fire does make the fire on the altar burn better. It even causes the burning altar to give off a pleasant aroma of food. But it's a waste of food. So if we summarize, this is what we see. Seemingly, a priest, Kohen, is onerously expected to clear ashes, the Deshen, from the altar, from the Mizbeach, and yet keep his linen uniform clean. Seemingly, a person who offers a sin offering, Korban Chatat, is erroneously not offered the emotional opportunity to offer the whole sacrifice purely to God. Seemingly, a person who offers a guilt offering, Korban Hasham, is also onerously not offered the emotional opportunity to offer the whole sacrifice Korban purely to God. And seemingly, anybody who eats meat is onerously obligated to forgo nutrient-rich fat. However, if we take another look at the psukim, at the verses, we realize that these demands were actually not onerous. Not onerous. So let's review. After Vayikra, in Perikvav Pasugimo, Leviticus 6.3, states that a Kohen must wear linen garments while clearing the ashes off the Mizbeach, off the altar. The next verse, the next Pasuk, states that the Kohen who gathers the ashes, the Deshen, to, must change out of his linen garments in order to take the ashes to a special dump. He shall take off his vestments and put on other vestments, take off the linen ones, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place, a tahor place, meaning not a refuse dump that includes human excrement or such. But to focus on our main point, because it's almost impossible to keep one's clothes clean when one picks up and carries the ashes dumped off the altar, off the Mizbeach, a coin changes his clothes before disposing of the ashes. In other words, a coin is expected to dress dignified in linen garments when performing even mundane temple tasks. But, and this is our point, this expectation applies only for those tasks in which it is possible to keep the clothes clean, such as clearing an altar of ashes versus carrying ashes. In short, a coin was expected to maintain the dignity of linen dress as much as is reasonable or almost by the by. Almost incidentally, the Kohen only pushes himself a bit. He has to stay clean while clearing the ashes off the altar. But nobody expects him to push himself to do the almost impossible, which is stay clean while carrying the ashes. To continue, Vayikra, Perik Zayin Pasuk Chav Gimel, 
Leviticus 7.23 does indeed point out that one must forgo, one must forgo eating the chalev, the fat, when eating meat. Yet the next pasuk, the next verse, 7.24, Perek Zayin, Pasuk Haftalid, allows one to use the chalev of animals that are not sacrificed, such as to use the chalev to make soap or such. The chalev nevela, the chalev trefa, yeaseh lechol melacha. Lechol, lo tochlenu. Fat from animals that died or torn by beasts may be put to any use, just as long as you do not eat it. In other words, there is no expectation that one wastes the fat of all animals. Rather, the thing that one must specifically avoid is eating fat. For eating fat is indeed a bad idea if one can get calories, vitamin D, and choline by eating instead the healthier protein options of lean meat, poultry, eggs, and cheese, which is the classic Middle Eastern and even Tanakh, Hebrew Bible, ten, classic Middle Eastern and even Tanakh diet. Thus, given that it's a bad idea to eat the fat, or to have the Kohen eat the fat, it makes sense to use the fat to enhance the appearance and the aroma of the fire that is on the altar on the Mizbeach. One can even feel good in granting the fat for the Mizbeach, for the altar. But once again, one feels good and one does this um, successfully because one is doing it almost by the by. Almost incidentally. Given that I'm not eating it, given that it's not worthwhile for the, to give to the Kohen to eat, then sacrificing it instead of making soap is not that big a deal. And so I only pushed myself slightly, almost by the by. And the same explanation of pushing ourselves only slightly holds true for granting most of the meat, or much of the meat, of my atoning chatat or asham sacrifice, my guilt and, and uh, sin offering, granting that meat to a, the specific Kohen who sacrifices it is also not a big push. If I wish to experience atonement from God, it helps if a respected human being assures me that I've been forgiven via the expensive sacrifice that I offered, and for a human being to assure me, it helps for that human being to experience a relatively expensive and inherently mood-lifting gift of meat for me. Thus, the verses, the psukim, say that the meat goes specifically and exclusively to the very same Kohen priest who actually sacrifices the animal. Yes, part of me, the atoning sinner, might want to offer all the meat to God. 
But given that it is harder to actually reach an emotional conclusion that God forgives me if no respectable person validates that experience, it is once again almost by the by that I am comfortable with the priest eating for my atonement sacrifice rather than giving it all to God. In short, to return to our opening point, we can indeed find inspiration from learning Torah. And this week's Parsha, Parsha Tzav, shows us how. We find inspiration by reminding ourselves that the best way to find hope or to remember our potential is to do these almost by the by, almost incidentally, it is to take baby steps and be the tortoise, the, 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 the turtle, who progresses more steadily and thus further than the hare, than the rabbit. So, may small steps lead us to dress and behave a little more dignified in an endless path to souls nishamot of linen. May small steps lead us to increasingly realize that our feeding of fellow humans, such as the Kohen eating from our korban, our sacrifice, is the endless path to an atoned soul, an atoned neshama. And may small steps lead us to increasingly realize the ease with which we can increasingly forego unnecessary pleasures and use them instead to enhance the aroma of existence, the aroma of that constant Mizbeach. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of Pardes North America. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for the latest episode of Pardes from Jerusalem. Tune in next week as Rabbanit Nachama Goldman Barish discusses Parashat Shmini. Thanks for listening.